On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Saturday, December 4th, Ian Cameron with you. Andrew McGinnis might be joining us during the show. If not, it'll be you and me breaking down the Saturday NHL card. Uh, We're going to put some kind of show together for you tomorrow. There's only six games on Sunday. It might be pre-recorded like we did last week. I will be going to Toronto tomorrow very early uh, for the uh, Eastern Division CFL final between the Hamilton Ticats, my Ticats, as you can see here, and the Toronto Argonauts. But we will have... Uh, we will have some kind of video, some kind of show, either live or pre-recorded for you for Sunday, breaking down the six games. So never fear, the ice guys are here seven days a week. We mean that when we say that, that we are here for you uh, seven days a week uh, for you on the NHL uh, Ice Guys show. All right, before we get talk about Sunday, though, we do have a huge Saturday card here. We've got 10 games uh, on tap. Uh, let's get it started with the St. Louis Blues taking on the Florida Panthers. Florida. Uh, bet up from minus 145 to minus 180 here as home favorites. The total six, six and a half across the board in this game. This is the only uh, afternoon game uh, in the NHL today. 1 p.m. Eastern start uh, for this one. Uh, for the St. Louis Blues, a lot of personnel issues going into this game. Uh, they've got injuries. They've got COVID-19 situations uh, throughout the team at the moment. Uh, it includes uh, Justin Falk from uh, on defense uh, on in COVID-19 protocol. David Perron, uh, upper body injury, will be out for the Blues today. Uh, Jordan Binnington is in COVID-19 protocol. It's why he didn't start the last game. Uh, there's no timetable for his return. Uh, Tyler Bozak is on COVID-19 protocol as well uh, for the uh, Blues right now. So it really is a mash unit for this team at the moment. A lot of injuries slash COVID-19 protocol uh, situations uh, going on with the Blues. They lost 4-2 in Tampa the other night. Uh, so a d- tough loss for them there. But difficult right now for the Blues, given the fact that this is a pretty tough part of their schedule that they're facing. They just played the uh, de- two-time defending champions twice in back-to-back games. Now they got to play this Florida Panthers team, the little bit of a shorthanded roster, the Blues, going into this game. So definitely some concerns here with the St. Louis uh, situation going into this one. They have not confirmed their goalie, believe it or not, for a game that as of the time that we're uh, doing this show, it's only about 40 minutes from now, yet we don't have a confirmation of the goalie for St. Louis, but you'd have to believe that it's going to be uh, Vili Husso in net again, unless they go to Charlie Lindgren, uh, who is the other backup here. Now, he was not able to be the backup against Tampa the other night because uh, you know because of some 
salary cap issues that prevented him from being called up from the uh, AHL team. So it was uh, a weird situation. St. Louis had to call up an emergency backup goalie or call on, I should say, an emergency backup goalie, Kyle Conan, uh, for uh, just, you know, basically a beer league type of goalie. You know, he played many years at Grand, or played many years ago, I should say, at Grand Valley State University, but certainly they didn't want him in any sort of position where he was going to be uh, in net. Uh, so there's definitely a lot of issues right now for St. Louis. I think this is another game where, kind of like last night with the uh, Vegas Arizona game, I said, you know, I don't really want to mess around with minus 180 in that kind of price range with Florida or the puck line or anything like that. You just focus on Florida and their ability to score goals. And especially on home ice where they're 13 and one this year and a blues team that again is without uh, their number one goalie is without Justin Falk, uh, a very good defenseman uh, for this team as well. Uh, You know, issues on the back end a little bit going into this game, a blues team that's given up, you know, three goals or more uh, to the opposition uh, in the majority of their games lately, you look back on this uh, St. Louis recent schedule. They gave up four goals to Dallas. Uh, they gave up to four goals to Detroit. They gave up three goals to Chicago, three to Columbus, three to Tampa, four to Tampa. So uh, they have been, you know, giving up some goals to the opposition and certainly the Panthers. You look at their, again, their offensive performances on home ice. They lost to Seattle 4 1, and they had a game against Philly where they only scored two. Uh, but other than that, we've seen Florida score six, four, five, five, and seven uh, in their other home games. So I like Florida team total here, over three and a half, even money, minus 110. Uh, that is the bet here uh, in this game uh, between the uh, Panthers and the Blues for me. Keep it simple. Uh, you know, St. Louis is probably not going to win the game. I wouldn't talk anyone out of, say, Florida in regulation or the puck line. I think those kind of bets make some sense as well. Uh, but definitely when I look at this game, I just feel that Florida has been a machine at home, you know, all season long, even without Barkov, it's impressive to see how the entire group collectively, whether it's your Sam Bennett's of the world, your Sam Reinhardt's of the world, your Carter Verhage's of the world that have been able to step up, score goals for this team. Ekblad's chipping in offense from the blue line as well. Uh, it's been very impressive to see what Florida has been able to do and still find ways to win games for the entire season. They're averaging 4.5 goals per game uh, on home ice and obviously all they need is four here uh, to cash that team total uh, over so uh, that's what i like here florida team total over three and a half here minus 110 uh, in this game all right next up we've got toronto and minnesota the rest of the games are at night Uh, toronto minus 115 to minus 120 road favorites six the total in this game i have no interest in this game from a side perspective i'll start by saying that two red hot teams Minnesota has been outstanding at the XL Energy Center all year. Uh, We know that Uh, they've been outstanding. And I think when you look at this Minnesota wild team as well, nine and two at home, their offense, just like we talked about with Florida a second ago, they've been lighting it up on home ice with this team offensively. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov has been outstanding. Ryan Hartman has been terrific offensively uh, for the Minnesota wild during this uh, recent stretch. Uh, Kaprizov with two goals and an assist in the win against New Jersey uh, on Thursday night. Ryan Hartman had three points in that game as well. Uh, It's been very impressive what we've seen here from this uh, Minnesota team on home ice. Florida averaging, like I said, 4.5 goals per game at home. Minnesota uh, averaging even more than that on home ice, 4.64 goals per game, 4.64 at home on average for the Minnesota Wild. 
so we'll see how this one goes. They've won five in a row. The Leafs are just on an incredible run right now. Uh, they are the num- the hottest team in the NHL right now, the Maple Leafs. Five straight wins, 15-2 and two for the Toronto Maple Leafs in their last 17 games. This is, should be one hell of a hockey game between these two teams. Might be the best game of the day just because you got two teams in excellent form right now. Total sitting at six. You know what we're on here in this game. We are on the over. You know it. Over six plus 100. We know what the Minnesota run is to the over on home ice uh, this year. 10-1 and one, uh, to the over. Uh, in their home games this year and look Toronto for a long time was playing these lower scoring tight checking games that went under all of a sudden now the goals are starting to go in for this Leafs team and the totals trend has started to flip and reverse a little bit Uh, Toronto has gone three and one to the over uh, in their last four games as the offense has really picked it up for them and it's everybody contributing for the Leafs Austin Matthews with a hat trick of course against Colorado uh, John Tavares has picked up his offense. William Nylander's been good. I mean, you're getting basically a lot of the big guns all scoring and finding the back of the net and all producing at the same time. And that is what has led to this little bit of an onslaught for the Leafs with their offense exploding. Because look, for the longest time, like I said, they won a 2-1 to game against Calgary, 3 nothing against Nashville, 2-1 against the Rangers, 3 nothing against the Islanders. But now all of a sudden, these last four games, six against L.A., Four goals against San Jose, five goals against Anaheim, eight the other night against Colorado. So uh, we know the Leafs have the talent, the skill, the ability, the depth at forward to be able to score goals in bunches. We just didn't see it uh, earlier in the season. Now we are seeing it, and I think this will be a fun game, and this is a game I think we'll see some uh, goals both ways. So for me, it'll be over six plus 100, and we'll just keep on riding this terrific uh, Minnesota overstreak on home ice, 10 and one now to the over uh, in their last uh, 11 home games. All right, next up, we've got the New York Islanders and Detroit Red Wings here. Even money both sides, five and a half the total here, shaded to the under uh, in this game. Uh, disappointed with the Islanders, couldn't have set up much better for them. Uh, facing a San Jose team in the middle of a road trip. Uh, an Islanders team that was rested, getting some key guys back from the uh, COVID-19 protocol list uh, for that game. Now, they didn't get everybody back. Uh, they're still without Brock Nelson due to uh, injury. Uh, they still have Zdeno Chara on the COVID list. Ryan Pollock is out still due to injury. Uh, so they still have a couple key guys out. But I did think that g- going into that game against San Jose, that was a great chance for them situationally for the Islanders to finally win their first home game at UBS Arena and in the process snap their a uh, pretty uh, rough eight-game losing streak, but that did not happen. The losing streak is now nine for the New York Islanders uh, with that two-to-one loss to the San Jose Sharks. So uh, it's been uh, a, a struggle for them. Really, offensively, it's just they've gotten nothing offensively uh, for the last, especially the last, uh, well, pretty much every game on this losing streak. You look at the nine games. Let me tally up the New York Islanders' goals in the last nine games during this losing streak. I'm looking at two, three, four, six, seven, eight. Eight goals in nine games. That's not good. You're not going to win any hockey games with eight goals in nine games. It's just not going to happen here uh, for the New York Islanders. You're not going to be able to uh, win games. You could have the you could have a great defense. You could have great goaltending, uh, but you're not going to be able to win games if you are just scoring that kind of num- putting up those kind of numbers in a nine game span. Eight, they've actually played more games than they've scored goals 
you know, that is a sign right there of how much trouble the Islanders are having offensively uh, right now. Now, to be honest with you, they've only had one game with, you know, their captain, uh, Anders Lee back. And certainly, you know, having Anders Lee on the ice again, it should help them offensively. So should Josh Bailey. Um, but still, I mean, what's the excuse for, you know, Barzell and Beauvillier? Uh, where are they? Where's Beauvillier's really had a tough time lately as well for this uh, New York Islanders team. Uh, he is in a major funk. He's only got three goals and four assists this season. You look at Beauvillier, he doesn't have a point for the New York Islanders uh, in the last um, 10 games. Uh, that's pretty, that's, that's not good at all. Uh, nine games, I should say. Nine game pointless streak for Anthony Beauvillier. And Anthony Beauvillier is one of the guys that had a great year last year for the uh, New York Islanders. So uh, they just need a lot more collectively from this group, offensively, if they're going to get out of this, uh, these offensive struggles that they are in right now. I could only go under the total in this game. Uh, five and a half, it would be the way I would lean in this one. You look at the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Uh, they've got, you know, Tyler Bertuzzi's out. He's on the COVID protocol list. Unknown how long uh, he's going to be uh, out. And he's one of their better forwards. And other than Dylan Larkin and Zadina at times, uh, it's been tough sledding at times for the Red Wings uh, offensively on a game-in, game-out basis. Um, so this does set up to be probably a lower-scoring game. The Islanders have gone under the total in four straight games. Like I said, the, during this nine-game losing streak, the New York Islanders have scored just eight goals, which just is not good uh, at all. Uh, you also look at series history. Uh, the under is cashed uh, in uh, four of the last six head-to-head meetings, four and one to the under in the last five here in Detroit uh, between the Islanders and Red Wings. So uh, I would definitely lean under the total. You're not getting a bargain here, uh, five and a half shaded to the under, but uh, definitely I would lean that way. Yeah, this does feel like a close game. Stan Lynch in our chat, Johnny K, among others, liking the first period draw, the full game draw. Uh, I wouldn't argue with that. Like the Islanders are, that's what the Islanders are in right now for the most part. A lot of close games. You look at their last few games, one nothing loss to the Penguins, 2-1 loss in overtime to San Jose. You know, uh, the last two, you know, they've been better. They've been more competitive than they were earlier in the losing streak. Uh, but definitely uh, playing close games could be the norm. And look, Detroit's played a lot of close games. You look at their recent results, overtime against Arizona, overtime against Buffalo, overtime against Seattle. That's three overtime games or three games that have gone beyond regulation three times in the last five games uh, for the Detroit Red Wings. So uh, definitely uh, I would not talk anyone out of a draw look in this game between the uh, Islanders uh, and the Red Wings. Actually, I think I might even sprinkle a couple of bucks down on the New York Islanders Detroit Red Wings draw at north of plus 300 uh, in this game. All right, Tampa Bay Boston next up. We've got uh, even money here uh, on both sides. Five and a half the total uh, shaded to the under uh, in this game. I certainly lean a little bit to Tampa Bay. I, I, in fact, I'm going to make it official with Tampa Bay. The problem, again, with the Boston Bruins remains the same problem they've had, to be honest with you, most of the season. You get Boston against a really good team, they don't win those games. They didn't beat the Rangers, good team. They didn't beat Calgary, another good team. They did not beat Edmonton, another good team. They did not beat Toronto, another good team. You look at most of the losses, except for the loss against Detroit, you know, the, uh, earlier this week, you know, it's been losses to the better teams that they have faced. And here we go with another one. 
the defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning. So, and again, a Boston team that I'll give them credit for the shutout win against Nashville, two nothing. But they did get outshot, outchanced, and if not for Jeremy Swayman playing an outstanding game in net, um, it could have been a different result or different outcome for the Bruins uh, in that game. Keep in mind, they've still got a bunch of issues. Brad Marchand still serving his suspension. He's not back until Wednesday against Vancouver. Uh, they've got Jakob Zaborl now injured uh, with a leg injury, and uh, he's questionable. And this is already a blue line that hasn't played great from game to game. And in particular, the Bruins' blue line has struggled, just like the entire team has, against better teams, better offenses, more potent teams, and now they're going to face one here uh, in the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, you look at recent series history, Lightning have dominated 16-5. and The last 21 meetings for Tampa Bay over Boston, 6-0 and in the last six trips to Boston for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So they've won six straight times the Lightning uh, when they have played here uh, in Boston. So it has definitely been uh, a dominant series history recently uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning uh, going into this game. So hard to ignore that. I know Boston got a nice, got it out as a, a solid, you know, tenacious road win against Nashville behind a terrific goaltending effort from Swayman. But this is going to be more difficult here. I like Tampa Bay, minus 105, minus 110. Uh, that is the price you can get here with the uh, Lightning in this one. And I'm going to roll with it. Tampa Bay uh, at even money here uh, in this game. Kind of lean over because I still think Boston, I'd rather bet overs with them. Uh, rather than unders with the defense shaky. But again, their offense, we saw it even in the Nashville game. It's an offense that's a little bit compromised as well right now uh, with Marchand out. And now Taylor Hall's got to go up to the top line and it leaves their second line. And especially as I've, we've talked about this week, their third and their fourth line, you don't trust anybody in the bottom six forward group right now for the Boston Bruins to uh, you know, consistently produce offense for you. That's a big-time problem. The forward depth just isn't that good right now for the Bruins. Uh, so that's the one concern I'd have with the over in this game, even though I do lean that way. But I like the Tampa side more, uh, Tampa Bay uh, at even money. All right, Montreal-Nashville. Uh, Nashville minus 210 home favorites in this game, 5.5 the total uh, in this one. Uh, when you look at it, I, I'm, I, I like Nashville here. Nashville just played in Montreal. It was one of Montreal's rare victories uh, of late Montreal beat Nashville six to three at home back on November 20th. So you've got a little bit of a revenge spot here for Nashville uh, coming off a two, nothing shutout lost in uh, Boston. So you got a Nashville team that lost to Montreal previously, a Nashville team that just got shut out by the Boston Bruins at home. Although I, again, I will say that I'll repeat it. Nashville had a lot of shots, a lot of chances, just could not find the back of the net in that game against the Bruins. You know, I think it's going to be a different story here against Montreal, who just continue to struggle to keep the puck out of their own net, struggle to win games uh, in general. I think you're going to see more of the same. The Canadians' history against Nashville in this building hasn't been good. Uh, Montreal has dropped four of the last five games in Music City uh, between these two teams. And I think you're probably going to see more of the same here. Uh, I like Nashville here in this game in regulation. Uh, that's what I'm going to go with in this game. Uh, predators in regulation to get the job done here against the uh, Canadians. Uh, you can get that currently at, let me just bring up the uh, price uh, of that. Uh, yeah. Minus minus one twenty uh, is what you're looking at right now with Nashville uh, in regulation. Uh, I like that bet quite a bit. 
Uh, great spot to bounce back at home off the shutout loss to Boston, where they actually played better than the final score would indicate. Like we say with Montreal, just all kinds of issues. Now the injuries mounting up. Brendan Gallagher, COVID-19 protocol. Josh Anderson now, upper body injury. Uh, I mean, the ed- the injuries are just mounting. They were already without Edmondson. They were already without Hoffman. Uh, now Jeff Petrie, upper body injury, won't play tonight. Uh, thankfully, Romanov, Alexander Romanov's the one guy that has been upgraded to probable with a no- nose injury, fractured nose, but he will play uh, in this game. So uh, I like Nashville here. It's just a struggling Montreal team. And now the COVID issues and the injury problems are racking up uh, for the Canadians uh, at this point in time as well. So for me, this is going to be Nashville in regulation, uh, minus 120. Uh, I think they'll get the job done tonight on home ice. All right, Columbus, Washington. We've got the Washington Capitals, minus 220, uh, home favorites in this game. Six the total, uh, pretty much across the board. I'm on over the total in this game with the Jackets. It's been a over bonanza for them. And even with Washington lately, look, Washington's got some issues defensively. That was supposed to be a spot for the Washington Capitals against Chicago uh, on uh, Thursday night after blowing the third period lead in the previous game and losing to Florida 5-4. That was supposed to be a spot for Washington to dig in defensively, correct the mis- issues, correct the mistakes in their own zone, and they they didn't have a great defensive game against Chicago, you know. And all, the Blackhawks end up getting the four three shut uh, shootout win uh, against the Capitals. Like I said, Washington now all of a sudden is five and one to the over in their last six games. I, I thought that was a spot for them. It's why I leaned to the under in that Chicago Washington game because I thought they'd clean up the defensive problems they had against Florida and they had more defensive issues uh, in that game. So we'll see how they go here in this one. Obviously uh, you would expect Samsonov back in net. I guess that's the one concern here going into this game is that Samsonov got pulled uh, in that game against the uh, Panthers uh, earlier this week, that five, four game. So this will be his first time in the net since then. Uh, he was probably going to be a motivated goalie to uh, play well, to bounce back from that. Actually, he wasn't pulled, I should say, but he did give up five goals uh, on the 51 shots. I thought he got pulled, but he did not. Uh, but uh, it was definitely a rough third period for him. Uh, Columbus, of course, has their own goaltending issues. Merzlikens is still unavailable. And, of course, Jonas Corposalo uh, is out and unavailable as well for the uh, Blue Jackets in this game. So it's going to be, once again, Daniil Tarasov, uh, in net for the uh, Blue Jackets in this game tonight, uh, coming off a game against Dallas where they lost the game 3-2. He started that night, didn't really play that poorly, uh, but gave up three goals and they lost the game by a score of 3-2. to uh, I still like the over in this game. We look at series history uh, between these uh, two teams. It's not been all that over heavy. In fact, it hasn't been. Although I will say this, this year they met back on November 12th in Columbus. That game did go over the total 4-3 was the final score for Washington. And that's the thing. I mean, yes, before this year, a lot of unders between these two teams, but the one head-to-head meeting this year did go over the total. Both teams trending over the total right now. So that's why I'm going to go with it here. Columbus and Washington uh, over six, minus 110. Uh, All right, Buffalo and Carolina. We've got the uh, Carolina Hurricanes minus 280. uh, Home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, The Buffalo Sabres, Leave it to Buffalo to do what they did against the Florida Panthers. You stake yourself a 3-0 lead uh, in the first period. They had a great first period. They jumped on the Panthers. 
you think here's a spot maybe for you to pull this big upset. And then all of a sudden uh, the Sabres defense uh, and Aaron Dell, who's just absolutely awful in net for the Sabres, uh, they rear their ugly head. And of course, Dell had to play that game because Dustin Tokarski uh, is now on a facial injury that and, and, and also going through COVID-19 protocol that kept him out uh, for that game the other night. So the Sabres essentially had no other choice. They were rushed around uh, to call up uh, Pekka, uh, the uh, Finnish goalie uh, for the uh, Buffalo Sabres uh, prior to that game to get him ready uh, in a backup role. Uh, and and they also acquired Malcolm Subban. So they've uh, sent uh, Uka Pekalukanen back down to the AHL because now they've acquired Malcolm Subban. And now Malcolm Subban's on the Sabres roster, and he now is set to back up uh, Aaron Dell uh, at this point in time until Dustin Tokarski returns. And, of course, Craig Anderson, who has become the forgotten man, he's been on, a, on IR for a while uh, and hasn't been available. So where do the Sabres go in net? I mean, Subban, they just got him the other day. You know, Are they already going to put him in net for this game? We'll have to wait and see. There's been no confirmation. There's some hint to the fact that it might be Subban. Uh, in this game, we'll have to wait and see uh, on that. Uh, Subban hasn't played a game yet in the NHL uh, this season, um, but he did play, of course, 16 uh, with the Chicago Blackhawks last year, and the numbers were, you know, below average. Uh, 900 save percentage, 3.2 goals against average uh, for Malcolm Subban. But uh, regardless of that, you know, it is definitely a Sabres team that defensively and goaltending, I don't trust it right now. I actually think Subban is probably a better option than Aaron Dell right now. I think anybody is a better option than uh, Aaron Dell right now with the way he has played uh, for the uh, Buffalo Sabres in recent games. So uh, that is definitely something to uh, look at. Yeah, the, the goalie that I mentioned, uh, Cheshire Cat, Uko Pekka Lukanen. That's how you say that name. It is a mouthful. It's a hyphenated last name. Uh, that he is he was called up he's actually made a couple starts for the Sabres in the past but now that they've got Subban they sent him back down to the AHL so again it's it's actually a hyphenated first name I apologize hyphenated first name Uko Pekka is his first name Uko Pekka and then Lukanen is his last name so there you go that's the Buffalo goalie uh, I was uh, talking about there so there you go, Cheshire Cat. See, I I do I, I always come through for the people. They ask, they ask something of me, and I give it to them. There you go. Um, but we'll see how Subban goes here. Uh, if if he starts in net again, just arrived with the team. Is Don Granado going to put him in there? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, no confirmation yet. Uh, I still lean over the total. Again, this will probably be a stronger bet if it's Dell. I probably will still get involved with it if it's Subban in net for. Uh, Buffalo in this game. Um, Carolina with a uh, shocking loss to the Ottawa Senators uh, the other night. So there's no way I'm betting against Carolina here in this spot. But, but the problem is right now with um, Carolina, they're one in five in their last six games. They've not necessarily played their best football uh, of late. Not football, hockey. I'm watching football. I've got it on the brain here. Uh, one in five in their last six games. They've not played their best hockey of late. They lost to San Jose. They lost to Seattle, lose 4-2 to Washington, 4-1 to Dallas, and then 3-2 to Ottawa, who, uh, look, they played a better defensive game. Now, they had a ton of shots, 49 uh, in that game. Anton Forsberg was good. The Ottawa defense was collapsing in front of the net. So I think you could say that maybe some of the chances weren't as good as they could have been uh, for the uh, Hurricanes. Uh, but nevertheless, when you lose to a struggling Ottawa team, 
you're obviously not very happy with your performance. So I would expect definitely a better performance here from Carolina. I just w- don't really want to lay this kind of price with them, even against Buffalo. I don't know if I want to lay minus 280 or minus 300. And even the puck line, you know, on Carolina is in the minus 120 to minus 130 range, which isn't great by any stretch of the imagination. So we've got the over circled. I'm sure it's going to be a bet for me. It'll probably be something stronger if it's Dell and net, but uh, definitely will be on the over in some fashion uh, in this game here between the Sabres uh, and the Hurricanes. All right, next up, we've got Colorado and Ottawa uh, taking uh, uh, facing off against one another. Colorado, minus 240 road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, Ottawa, give them credit. Uh, DJ Smith called them out after the Vancouver game, which was hideous. It was an embarrassing game. JT Miller's going through the entire five guys on the ice uh, like a hot knife through butter. Just a hideous defensive game. Nobody put a body on anyone. Just shoddy, shabby, horrendous defensive zone coverage, which has been an issue for Ottawa since they returned from their COVID pause. It's why they lost six in a row. And really, it was rock bottom the defensive performance, and the goaltending, for that matter, in the 6-2 loss to Vancouver. And after that game, DJ Smith called out the Senators saying, we're going to find out what these men are made of. You know, we're going to find out who's mentally tough, who's physically tough. We're playing Carolina, second night of back-to-back games. We got in late overnight here into Carolina, into Raleigh. We're going to find out what kind of team we're made of and how tough we are. And they responded to their coach's challenge. It was one of the better games one of the better team efforts, especially defensively, that Ottawa's had in a while in the upset win against Carolina 3-2. to two. But was that just a one-off? Can they string a couple of good games like that together uh, in order to get on a little bit of a run? Uh, that remains to be seen. But uh, i got to see it before I believe it. That being said, you know, you're talking about Colorado's, you know, minus 240 here on the road. You know, that's a big price for them. And they've got their own issues that they're working through with their goaltending situation as they've lost Darcy Kemper uh, for the last few games uh, with an upper body injury. Uh, he's missed the last couple uh, this week because of that, and he may not be ready to return. And if he's not ready to return, your goaltending for Colorado is much weaker. You know, we have talked about that with uh, Jonas Johansson and uh, Eustace Onanen, who did not get in uh, the game on Thursday night against Montreal. I kind of thought maybe he would start after Jonas Johansson got absolutely lit up by the Toronto Maple Leafs, but they went back to Johansson in the game against Montreal and he played a lot better. Now I will say this. He only faced 20 shots in that game, 19 saves on 20 shots in that four to one win against Montreal. So really what that tells you is Colorado's blue line really did a good job protecting Jonas Johansson and helping him out uh, in that game, making sure he didn't face a ton of rubber because when he has, that's where the issues have been. Uh, for Colorado. So we'll see uh, if they can uh, play well in front of their goalie again. I, this is another over lean for me. Uh, the over is 9-2-1 and one in the last 12 games for Colorado. Um, series history has been extremely friendly to the over. Uh, the over has cashed 6-2 and two, uh, in the last eight meetings between the teams. Long term, the over is 14-4 and four in the last 18 matchups between the Colorado Avalanche and the Ottawa Senators. Uh, so that that's definitely where I would lean. I think Ottawa at home against Johansson, or even if it's on and in a net who does have good numbers in the AHL, but again, you got to show it at the NHL level that you can produce and replicate that same kind of performance in goal 
for a guy that hasn't made a start before in the NHL. So uh, I still like the over here. Colorado will score, I believe, on this Ottawa team. And again, do we trust you? If it's Johansson again, and I'm sure it will be after the performance he had against Montreal, but he only faced 20 shots and he was better. But do you trust him to be good back-to-back days? It's kind of the way I the the way I'm regarding Johansson going into this game. I don't trust him to have two good starts in a row. It's the exact same thing I thought with Vimelka for Arizona. Remember, he stood on his head against Winnipeg, just a miraculous performance from him, stealing that win against the Jets uh, on Monday early this week. And then he was back in net last night against Vegas. And I said, this guy just just absolutely had the game of his life. You know, he's not a guy that's been consistent all year. Watch him struggle now and get lit up by Vegas. And bam, that's exactly what happened last night. Kind of like that with uh, Johansson tonight for Colorado. I do not trust him to have two good outings in a row after having a bounce-back effort against Montreal uh, the other night. So for that reason, I do uh, lean to the over here. Six minus 120. There are some six-and-a-halves out there. So, again, make sure you shop around. DraftKings Sportsbook, great partners with the Hockey Podcast Network. And the Ice Guys has a six with this total shaded to the over. So, uh, there's one place you should bet the over if you like it uh, is DraftKings because they are one of the books that has a six uh, when it comes to this total. Good time to bring up DraftKings. We will mention them right now before we uh, get to the final two games uh, on this Saturday uh, NHL card. Again, thanks to everyone for watching and listening to the podcast. We appreciate it. Uh, this is the only NHL betting show that is on seven days a week. Uh, the Ice Guys, we're here on weekdays, we're here on weekends. We break down every single NHL game, regular season, and playoffs right until June when a Stanley Cup champion is crowned. And we are uh, very grateful and appreciative of everyone that is tuning in, either live on YouTube, or after the fact on YouTube, archived the video edition of the show, or the podcast, downloading it. Uh, we cannot do the show without all of you joining us on a daily basis. And we really thank you uh, for all of you tuning in uh, to the ice guys show. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. All you need to do is be a winner with one single point scored new customers who bet just $1 on any team to score in an NFL game on Sunday can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, No worries. You can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right, we move to Chicago and the New York Rangers. Uh, the Rangers minus 165 to minus 170 home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Rangers get another victory as the red hot run rolls on last night. Another victory for them against the San Jose Sharks. But boy, it came with a frightening moment uh, for the New York Rangers last night in that game. 
Igor Shosturkin injured in the third period. Uh, he was had, having trouble getting up, couldn't put much weight on his right leg, had to be uh, helped off the ice, left the game. Alexander Georgiev had to finish it uh, for the Rangers last night. Uh, but the good news for the uh, Rangers is it doesn't look like it's as severe as they initially thought it could have been, which is a benefit to the Rangers. They were really worried that this could be long-term or, God forbid, season-ending. Uh, but it looks like it's a day-to-day type of injury uh, for Shesterkin. It's not the groin, which is good. The groin is the most devastating body part to injure for any goalie. Uh, the fact that it's the leg, I think, it means that the uh, New York Rangers probably avoided disaster here. Uh, in terms of this injury uh, that Shesterkin suffered in that game. So uh, as a result, uh, it's going to be day-to-day. He obviously is not going to play tonight. I pretty much figured he wouldn't be in net tonight. So it will be Alexander Georgiev uh, in net tonight for the uh, New York Rangers. And look, he was good in in relief last night in the third period. He played well. He shut the door and maintained that New York Rangers 1-0 lead, which stood up as the uh, final score, 1-0 over the Sharks last night. But now he's in a back-to-back spot. Uh, now he's the starting goalie and his numbers overall for the year. They're definitely nowhere close to what we've been seeing from Igor Shesterkin, uh, 3.88 goals against average, 867 save percentage for Georgiev going into this game. He was sharp last night. Again, only faced nine shots, but can you keep it up now in a starting role? And he has had some struggles, uh, throughout the year in a starting role. I'm leaning Blackhawks here in this game, believe it or not. And I was impressed with the win in Washington, 4-3 in a shootout. We've talked about how this team is now 7-3 and since the coaching change. That's a pretty good record. 7-3 and in 10 games under Derek King behind the bench here for the Chicago Blackhawks. I've been impressed with their the team defensive games gotten better, uh, which has been good to see. Uh, when you look at the offense, uh, you know, it's starting to churn it up a little bit now, which is uh, a good sign uh, as well for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Um, we'll see if they can keep it going here, but definitely Chicago, uh, that win over Washington, first win in Washington in almost 16 years for them. So, uh, definitely, uh, 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 almost a monkey off the back, if you will, uh, for the Chicago Blackhawks winning that game. I'm going to take a shot with them here. You can get plus 150, uh, plus 155 even, uh, in some spots here with the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm going to go with Chicago here, uh, in this game tonight. And I don't like going against the Rangers, but I think it's the spot to do it. It's a back-to-back for them. Chicago, again, you're going to give me a 7-3 and team in their last 10 games. <coughs> Excuse me. At a plus-150 price. And a goalie in Georgiev that, let's be honest, when he started this year, hasn't been pretty for him. Now, the Rangers are probably going to look to commit, play well in front of him, kind of like they did in the third period last night. Doesn't guarantee they're going to be they're going to win the game though, and uh, I like the way Chicago's been playing lately. So Chicago for me at plus one fifty uh, in that range. I'm going to take a shot here with the road underdog, Chicago Blackhawks uh, in this game. All right, final game of this Saturday slate: Pittsburgh Penguins, Vancouver Canucks. We've got Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh minus one forty uh, road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, this is that dreaded spot for Vancouver. First game home off a pretty lengthy road trip, and it was a five-game road trip for uh, Vancouver, but it was a pretty long one. It started November 24th, lasted almost two weeks through Pittsburgh, Columbus, Boston, Montreal, and Ottawa. Uh, It got off to a disastrous start, uh, forced uh, three straight losses on the road trip, uh, and then they won the last two against Montreal and Ottawa, but Ottawa's been 
pretty rough lately. Montreal's been terrible. So you don't want to go crazy that, wow, Vancouver's really figured it out. They've really righted the ship because they've beaten two pretty bad hockey teams right now, Ottawa and Montreal. Uh, you don't want to maybe necessarily fall into that line of thinking uh, after what we've seen the last two games from them against pretty bad teams. I think from a Pittsburgh standpoint, you know, this is the final game of this Western Canadian swing through Calgary, Edmonton, and it wraps up tonight in Vancouver. They actually go, they actually have some time off Pittsburgh. Uh, they are off after tonight until next Friday when they play in Washington. So this is going to be a little bit of a six-day break for them uh, after this game tonight. I don't think they want to wrap up this road trip 0-3. You know, they obviously they didn't play well enough against Calgary in a shootout loss. I thought they carried the play against Edmonton the other night. They had their chances, uh, but they couldn't bury them. Miko Koskinen was pretty solid in net for the Oilers, and it seemed like everything that Edmonton shot toward the Pittsburgh net and at Tristan Jari went in that night. So a 5-2 to two, a score there uh, in that game for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, or sorry for the Edmonton Oilers five to two uh, against Pittsburgh uh, in that game. Uh, do they play Seattle? Let me just see. Let me just make sure I get this right. Cause the schedule I'm looking at says that they are going home after this, or they're going in Washington after this, we'll get this uh, corrected here, but uh, you know, because uh, you might be right. Are they in Seattle? Let me just see after this, we'll, we'll confirm that uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, they're in Seattle Monday night. Okay, so they do have one more on this trip. Yeah, they do have one more on this West Coast swing at Seattle. But bottom line is they're 0-2 so far uh, on this um, West Coast trip to this point. We always want to give you the right information. We'd rather correct our mistakes than, you know, not correct them. That's that's the key here. Give you good info, accurate info here on the ice, guys. And it is true. Pittsburgh does play in Seattle Monday night against the Kraken. So, they do have one more game here on this West Coast swing. And then I believe uh, after that, uh, they end up playing uh, against uh, Washington on Friday. So that's the schedule right now for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins uh, at this point in time. So uh, definitely, I think it's important for Pittsburgh this game. You know, you lost the first two on this road trip. You're a team that had played pretty good hockey on the road prior to these last two games. You got a Vancouver team that's coming back home off the long trip. They have had two days off which is usually a better thing. We've talked about this throughout the season. It's good to have two days or more fall off following a road trip rather than just one day. So Vancouver does have that in their favor, but I do think Pittsburgh is going to play a pretty solid game here. Let, let's be honest, Vancouver, it's a bit of a step up in class for Vancouver uh, after playing Ottawa and, and Montreal. I do think the spot favors Pittsburgh here. We'll lean to Pittsburgh here, minus 140 uh, in this game as road favorites. Uh, again, this is no, normally a price that I don't like laying uh, on the road, but I think the spot sets up for the Penguins. It's not great for Vancouver returning home off a road trip. And again, we're not going to make too much of a big deal of the Vancouver Canucks beating Montreal and Ottawa. Two bad teams. Pittsburgh, I think the sense of urgency is there for them. They don't want to drop to 0-3. And if they lose tonight, it officially makes this four-game swing on the West Coast a losing swing, a losing trip. You know, the best they could finish is 1-3. and three. Uh, on this trip if they lose tonight. So it's an important game for Pittsburgh to be able to bounce back here. I thought they played well enough to beat Edmonton. The puck just didn't go in for them uh, in that game. I think you'll see them be a lot better uh, here tonight uh, against the Vancouver Canucks. So uh, we're going to look toward Pittsburgh here, minus 140 uh, against the Vancouver Canucks, and I think they'll be able to uh, get the job done here 
uh, in this one. Again, definitely a spot advantage for them with Vancouver returning home uh, off the road trip. I think you'll see a pretty good defensive effort again from the Pen. The Penguins have been trying to play better defense here on this road trip. They only gave up 21 shots to Pitt to Edmonton the other night, but unfortunately, they gave up five goals. Uh, but they probably, you know, they didn't give up a ton of chances, a ton of shots, but the ones they did give up found the back of the net, unfortunately. So uh, would lean under here a little bit uh, in this one, but I like Pittsburgh minus 140 uh, against Vancouver in this game. All right, great stuff. We th- hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, Andrew was hoping to make it on the show to join it. Join me here on the Saturday edition. Obviously, he couldn't, but that's okay. I uh, hope you got great info and insight on all 10 games taking place here in the NHL on this Saturday. Uh, let's wrap it up with best bets for this Saturday card. By the way, I'll mention Alex B. Smith's card because he sent it along to me. Uh, it will be posted, of course, on the Patreon page. Uh, Alex likes the Leafs wild over one and a half minus 125 first period. That's also his best bet. He also likes the full game over with Toronto and Minnesota over six and Chicago uh, plus 150 uh, against the New York Rangers. Uh, Jimmy Murphy, he likes the Panthers blues first period over as his best bet. Bruins lightning as well under five and a half for Jimmy Murphy. Uh, so a couple plays from Alex and Jimmy uh, who couldn't make it onto the show today. My best bet, you know what it's going to be. We're riding it. It's 10 and one to the over on home ice this year for the Minnesota wild. And we're going to take it once again here. In fact, we're going to take it at five and a half uh, in this game, Toronto, Minnesota over five and a half minus one twenty at DraftKings. Uh, it's one of the few books that actually has a five and a half on this total. I think it's a great, great bet. You know, we're talking about the Leafs. They found their offense. Minnesota's been a goal-scoring machine at home. Uh, even at six, if, you, if all you can find is six, I still love the over here. But at five and a half at DraftKings right now, over five and a half, minus 120. Uh, I really like that at the five and a half number. And that's what I'm going to go with. Best bet for this Saturday NHL card, Toronto, Minnesota, over five and a half, minus 120. Uh, that'll be my best bet. Let's keep it rolling. The best bets have been good this week for me. We'll see if we can keep it going here tonight. All right, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys show. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live on YouTube seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast whenever you can't watch the show live. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.